I'm uh, Mark Hamstra, and this is uh, another edition of SN Off the Shelf Podcast. And today we're speaking with Mike Cook, also known as Grocery Store Mike. He's uh, the executive recruiter for grocery retail at Frontline Source Group. And today we're going to be uh, talking about uh, the labor market in the supermarket industry, uh, something that uh, Mike understands very well. So welcome, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. Looking forward to uh, talking about this uh, challenging labor market that we're facing here. Um, now, lately, I've seen some reports that uh, the labor market is uh, becoming more favorable for retailers. So what's your opinion on that? Well, you know, in January, uh, retail trade jobs increased 30,100. The, the current overall unemployment rate is at a 53-year low. This sounds great. However, the reality of it is a low unemployment rate makes that recruitment and retention more difficult. You know, once upon a time you had candidates coming to you, but now that pool of candidates applying for open positions is shrinking. Mm -hmm. Right. It's uh, it's becoming challenging for uh, uh, for industries across uh, across the market. But uh, do you expect to see these uh, conditions getting uh, any better or more challenging for retailers in the year ahead and why? You know, I really think it's going to be a uh, continue to be a challenge. Uh, I talk to retailers every day. Uh, it doesn't matter the size of their organization, uh, but they have one thing in common, and, and that's the need for top talent. Um, in fact, Supermarket News produced an article uh, February 1st this month, and, it, and you know, the headline showed all the HEB top JLL list of fastest growing grocers. Mm -hmm. But yet, if you do a quick search on Indeed, just one platform, Aldi has 3,400 jobs that are that are posted. Wow. HEB has 4,600 plus jobs that are posted, and, and these are names wow. that are that are in, you know, in the news. They are are the place to be, and they are still showing that. Now, some of this, granted, may be looking for for that top talent for future growth, but there's still quite mm -hmm. a need on that, and and, mm -hmm. and it's amazing to me. When you stop and think, oh, you know, we grew at 30,000 jobs. If you look at just the Kroger banner alone, which has multiple banners in it, there mm -hmm. are over 36,000 jobs posted on Indeed as of yesterday. Wow. Wow. That's a that's a lot of workers uh, they need to hire. But uh, uh, and uh, I guess that's uh, uh, where you step in and, and uh, can uh, can help in that area. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Great. Uh, and another factor that we're seeing is the uh, increased demand for grocery e-commerce. It's been sustained since the pandemic, uh, this uh, ongoing desire for delivery and pickup. How does that impact store level labor? We know e-commerce, once upon a time, you, you had stockers that would stock the shelves mm -hmm. and customers would come in and, and buy from it. Now in this e-commerce world, you still have those customers that you're serving, but you have a uh, you have to have a team that goes in and becomes that personal shopper for your online uh, grocery shoppers. Um, and it's obviously you're adding more bodies to to the uh, pool in, in 2026. Like you know the 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 growth rate of the e-commerce is going to be 20% of total volume, and uh, so you're still going to have to have that. Some mm -hmm. stores are switching to uh, 
fulfillment centers, dark stores. But mm-hmm. are you going to pull that from um, from your your store that you have now? You know, say, hey, shoppers, we love serving you, but now you need to go down the street to our fulfillment center. You mm-hmm. can't do that. So you're going to have to have these bodies. And and as that increases, you're going to have to have the the additional uh, people to perform these tasks. You know, and and, and retailers are using the curbside or, or the shopping fee as as a tool to be um, uh, competitive. So they may reduce that or or they may uh, eliminate it altogether, which any money that you would have taken in to uh, help offset that labor, you've just given away as a benefit to the to the customer. And then also I see um, more and more companies are, are cross training their staff to be uh, personal shoppers. So, mm-hmm. you know, in, in theory, this sounds great. You're, you're cross training, you, you, you're making your team more productive, but you're pulling people in, in peak times out of production or out of customer service or, or even store leadership to help mm-hmm. fulfill these orders. And to me, that's got a, a negative impact on uh, the shopping experience. And I guess just being part, yeah, being an old grocer, you know, I, I look at it. All right, you you've got a, a greater need for in-store shoppers, so that means there's going to be more of these big carts in the in the aisles. So where is the best place? Do you, do you leave them in the aisle and, and block categories and, and create a, a traffic jam for your your shoppers and frustration, or do you put them on a, an end cap and leave them and have your team walk additional steps? But already in, in a lot of these stores, end caps that once were featured for special promotions are, are now used just to help control or, or to uh, keep your, your uh, advertised specials available to your customers because you don't have the day stalkers and what have you that you once had to, you know, to keep the shelves full. So to me, uh, the, the increase in e-commerce is wonderful, but there comes there comes at a cost to uh, the conventional in-store shopper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, clearly there's a lot of work to do on e-commerce to make that uh, work for, from a lot of different uh, perspectives. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, you, you kind of hinted at uh, my next question uh, there, which uh, when you mentioned the uh, you know micro-fulfillment centers, and uh, a lot of those are using uh, automation and robotics. So, is there a future for uh, you know uh, automation and robotics or other technologies that could uh, help ease the labor pressures for supermarkets? I really believe so. I mean, we can go back to the dark ages, if you will. And once upon a time, there was the introduction of an automated meat wrapper. Now that is something that is found in every store, but it did help. Uh, in the production of or the uh, the end result in getting those goods out to the customer faster with less labor involved. You know, the uh, success of the pharmacy central fulfillments has been incredible. You know, mm-hmm. let let the robotics fill uh, the prescriptions and, and get them back to the stores. And, and that's really helped with uh, uh, the growing area of pharmacy technicians and, and pharmacists that, that are needed in store. Um you know, and you already have uh, the brick and mortar stores that are, uh, you know, shifting towards the, the self checkouts or or they're shifting to uh, the scan, pay and go setup now. You know, uh, 
auto replenishment in, in ordering. Uh, that's really helped reduce the time spent for someone to physically go out to the aisles and, and place those orders. It's also helped, it's helped with uh, keeping uh, your in-stocks better and not having excess uh, overstock. So, you know, with all these, I absolutely see a benefit in the automation piece. But the beautiful part, too, is there still has to be a person to oversee this. So, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's, it's creating new jobs in the grocery industry in a different light, more mm -hmm. technology driven. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, all of these uh, robots and uh, and automated uh, systems still need somebody to to oversee them and create them and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Absolutely. Right. All right, uh, Mike. Can you talk about some examples of retailers that uh, you know have positioned themselves well to compete for labor in this market? Yeah, the, I look at several that have have really stopped and taken a step back and looked at their overall uh, appearance, if you will, the, the entire operation. Uh, they've adjusted their base salaries, not necessarily be the highest, but just to be competitive. So they've made adjustments there. Um, they have not wavered on a corporate culture. They have a corporate culture that they hold dear to them. And, and they know that is vital to the success of their company. So, you know, mm -hmm. that is that is a non-negotiable. Um, mm -hmm. And they're willing to preserve it at, at all costs. Uh, they've gone in and looked at their benefits. Um, they, they've reworked plans. They may have health care on day one now, which, you know, before it was a your 90-day wait period. You know, we're going to go ahead and, and bring that in. That, that's a huge benefit. Um, they're, they're looking at their 401k employee match, making it very, very solid. Uh, they're bringing in different um promotions, to discounts to their to their, their uh, employees. They're just doing so much more to really uh, make it attractive to, to be part of their organization. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing, too, that has made them strongest, I personally believe, mm -hmm. is they feel the pressure of the labor mm -hmm. need, but yet they are not willing to jeopardize their high standards of, uh, in, of the hiring process, mm -hmm. which to me, that is one that's, that so often gets kicked to the side. You hire for a body, for a position, instead mm -hmm. of hire the person. And I really feel mm -hmm. that, that they have done a, a wonderful job in making sure that, that they are preserving that corporate culture. They're looking for that right hire and they're not letting that pressure of labor shortage alter their decision mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you still have to hire the right people right even Absolutely. though it's even though it's it's harder to do you still have to uh take the extra steps and time to do that absolutely find those good people all right and uh, what other advice do you have for retailers uh, that are seeking to navigate this uh environment you know i think you have to be proactive in your search for employees mm. uh, you know you can't wait for that perfect employee to walk through your door anymore uh, mm -hmm. Instead, you got to go out and find them. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're not capable of doing that, there are services out there that can do that for you. Mm -hmm. You know, you you have to think differently. Um, you know, in, insanity is defined as doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to be that that change agent, you're going to struggle in this. So, you know, just be the change 
and be open-minded. Terrific. Well, that sounds like uh, great advice from the uh, from grocery store Mike. So uh, <laughs> thanks so much, uh, Mike Cook from uh, Frontline Source Group. Thanks for uh, taking the time today. This is a great conversation. Thank you for having me.